Pete Weatherburn, Pete the Vet. Good morning, Pete. Good morning, Declan. Thanks for joining us. How's the world of veterinary and, and uh, animals? Any unusual cases uh, this week? Do you know what? As a vet, you're always getting unusual cases. I actually wrote one up in the Brave People this week, if anybody wants to read that. It was about a, a, a dog which swallowed a sewing needle and um, all the mayhem that caused. Thank goodness the dog's doing well now. But Ooh, as a vet, yeah. you're always coming across interesting and different cases as part of the joy of the job. Yeah, so somebody comes in and it's like, uh, okay, our puzzle of the day is, and uh, find it. My father used to say that, strangely enough, you know, it used to be a bit of a joke. Uh, he said, oh, I have to, you know, I have to get something done about this cough or something, whatever it might have been. And I said, are you going to the doctor? And he'd say, no, I'm going to the vet. Because the anim- the animals can't talk and the, the vet has to find out what's wrong with them. So that's where I'm going instead. But anyway, that was... Uh, that was him. Um, you're talking about asthma this week. Yes, um, I wrote about this in my examiner column on Monday. Asthma is something that we see quite commonly in cats and dogs. And a lot of people wouldn't realize that. Um, and I just thought it was worth mentioning it. So asthma, basically, is caused by an allergic reaction to inhaled allergens from the surrounding environment, be they pollens or dusts or... Um, or any little airborne particles. And most people know about asthma from humans. What's a bit different in pets is that they tend to cough rather than having breathlessness. Um, so you might have a cat that starts to cough, and um, or a dog indeed. Um, but the thing is that treatment is quite similar to, to humans. So once you've made the diagnosis, and the diagno- it can be quite difficult to make the diagnosis. You have to take x-rays, and you have to also collect there's a biopsy, some fluid from the airways, which is just a bit tricky to do that. But once you've made the diagnosis by looking at the cells in the airways, treatment is quite similar to humans. And what that means is some oral medications, so some tablets, but also inhaled drugs. So, you know, the kind of um, the inhaler that everybody knows about, the humans have, but this is a little metal cylinder and you, you, you put your lips around the base of it and you press the thing and you inhale it. Well, we use those yes. for, for pets too. But obviously, yeah, the difficult thing can't is imagine that they can't put their lips yeah. around and inhale. That's not possible just with their, first of all, with their rationality or lack of it. But secondly, um, just with the anatomy, they, they, it's not something animals can do. So what you do instead is that you, you get a special silicon-type mask, which, which goes over their whole face. And you, you hold this up against their face, and then once they're breathing comfortably through the mask, you then squeeze the little aerosol metal canister and the anti-inflammatory gas then fills the mask and they inhale it into their lungs. So surprisingly similar to, to humans. How does that go down? Well, that's a good point. Um, <laughs> I, I think most people would realise that um, cats especially tend to be independent creatures who like to do their own thing and they don't like being grabbed and having a mask stuffed over their face. That's just not going to work very well, is it? So you do have to be very careful to to train them gradually. Um, What you want to do is you want to win their trust. Um, If if they become spooked, then it will be impossible. Um, And so it's it's, it's very much a case of um, careful training techniques, rewarding the pet for staying calm and relaxed. Um, But I think the other thing you have to do sometimes is to avoid situations 
which provoke an asthma attack. And the classic one that I remember was a, a cat that every Saturday evening the cat had an asthma attack and started coughing desperately every Saturday evening. Um, and it was very upsetting for, for the owner because she was just getting ready to go out. And then next thing a cat's coughing and she's going to have to rush to the emergency vet instead of going out. Um, and so what, 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 they, what we eventually worked out was that the cat was sitting right beside the woman as she prepared to go out and she was spraying on hairspray and perfume and ah. that's what was the little particles from those two sprays were um, irritating the cat's lungs so for that particular case it was a very simple fix she just had to put the cat in a different room when she was go- going out when she was getting ready to go out and, and, and that solved that one completely Right. And what about just general sneezing from time to time? Is that an indication of anything? Um, Sneezing is... Sneezing would indicate irritation of the nasal chamber. Um, And um, there's, again, there's quite a long list of possible causes of irritation of the nasal chamber. And they would vary from... I suppose the classic one that we see in pets far more than humans is inhaled grass seeds. So... Dogs and cats tend to be out, you know, running around outside in fields and so on, and, and, and they're not always very careful about what they're about the vegetation that they're rushing through. So sometimes then a little grass seed actually goes into their nose, or they might even they might swallow a, a grass seed and they might then stick it up and it then um, lands in, in, in the back of the nasal chamber. And if you have a little grass seed in the nasal chamber, it causes an immense irritation, um, and it causes Generally, typically, it'd be very, very sudden onset sneezing. You'd have a cat yeah. that never sneezed before. Next thing, they're sneezing, 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 sneezing. Um, and when that happens, um, a grass seed is high on the list of possibilities. And you have to then use a little scope to examine the nasal chamber, looking for well, what you actually normally see is a bright, little speck of bright green. And when you see that, you can then use long-handled forceps to grab the little fleck of green and it's quite remarkable it's like pulling a rabbit out of a hat sometimes because you'll you'll um, attach your forceps onto the little speck of green and you'll pull and it's like a two or three inch long um, piece of a blade of grass that then emerges and it's very very rewarding when you do that because you know you fix the problem completely yeah, oh God, oh dear. Uh, never a dull moment. Anyway, uh, watch out for, for the asthma. And uh, as Pete uh, said there, and if you want any more details of that, Pete wrote it up in the Irish Examiner this week. Good to talk to you as always, Pete. Well, well Thank done. Thank you, Declan. Thanks talk very to you much. Next week. Thanks very much. That's Pete Weatherburn, our vet from Bray Vet, an old Connor.